praise the Lord. All right, I need for uh, McKenna and her team to come up here. I'm going to make a couple of announcements, but you come uh, go ahead and come up here. That way you'll be ready when we're ready. Thank you. All right. Um, yes, please be in prayer for our kids' salt. We leave tomorrow. It's the most young people as far as children we've ever taken. And I'm excited to tell you we're taking nine boys, me and Chad Branham. We'll try to look after them. And uh, we're taking uh, ten girls. Changes from time to time. This is our final numbers. And uh, Lily and Miss Deb will be caring for them, and we'll all be trying to care for them together. We're going to Charleston Southern University, stay on their campus, eat their food, sleep in their beds, and I'm excited about it. That's one trip. We have to be in bed by 10:30, quarter to 10, quarter to 11, and uh, they listen to you a whole lot better than you do. Let me just tell you. They don't want to stay up a little longer, but they know we need to go to bed early where we can get up early and give our best to God. Amen? It's just the way it is. Okay. Look forward to that. And our youth uh, swimming trip for the day up to the uh, uh, Marses has been postponed, but yet, whoa, 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 there's more. Uh, we will meet here today from 6.01 to 8.01. Uh, Andrew said he's already got the food. He needs to cook the food. We need to eat the food. So youth, come with a purpose. And uh, we will be uh, having a nice meal. And we're going to have the word. We've got to have that spiritual food. And then after that, we're going to have a little fun with some charades. So that's kind of what you got looking for, all right? All right, now, McKenna. Go ahead. Okay, y'all please stay out of the way because I'm going to ask them to speed up because I do have a little something to share with you today. I don't need anybody else other than Bubba that is added to the group right now. We won't have enough time if we do because we'll have a snake all the way around this building. Oh, I like it. I like it, Bubba. All right, give my little team a hand, please. Thank you. All right, McKenna, Turtle, Bailey, uh, Fallon, and Mason, and Bubba. Okay, all right, have a seat. Thank you.
Yeah, give another hand. Give the Lord a hand. Now, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you. And I thank you. And I praise you. God, for the opportunity we've had, God, to be able to uh, listen. Bless you. To so many of our testimonies from our Honduras trip. Ended up in Nicaragua. Been there and done that. And God, for... Uh, the challenge that lies before us. God, we just pray, thanking you for a safe trip. We pray now for uh, Walker and JP at home, sick, not feeling well. And God, we just pray that you just uh, help meet the needs they have in their family. Uh, even this morning, be with Pastor Brandon and the family as they drive back from Florida. I pray they are rested up and ready to go. And uh, I know Z and Asher are going to be uh, unpacking and packing and going with us in the morning. So praise the Lord. And we just pray now for your will to be done, for you to speak in and through us, for you to show up and show out. In the name above every name, that precious name of Jesus, I pray. And all God's children said, Amen, amen. Well, we have, we've been blessed. We've been blessed this week and last week, and we've heard from people in our church about what God is doing in their lives. Last week, we heard from our young people, praise the Lord, and what all God is doing in and through them, and we pray that it just keeps on going. And, uh, that they are boldly uh, came before us and shared how God had worked in their lives at camp and the commitments that they had made to let God be in control and to spend time daily with him. Now, I know I've, I've been in touch with Titus and, and Z, reminding them this week, even on vacation, don't forget to spend that special time with him and I hope it challenged you as well as it challenged me to do the same as well and today we've heard from some of our own folks who gave up perhaps a vacation week some who had never flown on an airplane Sonny some who sacrificed financially that they could go to a faraway place to share the love of Jesus with people of Honduras. And as we learned this morning, Nicaragua. What a blessing it's been to hear from them and to know that our church cares about and supports missions and missionaries around the world like these short-term missionaries who have just recently returned, as well as long-term missionaries, such as Melissa and Alicio, and their two little girls who are serving in Thailand. And they're home now trying to get more permanent visas so they can go back and share the love of Jesus with the Thai people. 
I've been blessed and I've been challenged myself as I've listened today, and I hope you have too. I've been given the privilege of sharing a few words with you this morning, so as we think about what we've heard today, I want us to go to God's Word for just a few minutes to see how we can take what we've heard and be able to apply it to our own lives so that it can make a difference. We don't want to just sit here and say, oh, that was so nice, and one of y'all said that. We want to always be asking ourselves, how is what I've seen and what I've heard going to affect my thoughts and my actions and am I going to allow it to change me? See here, I like to say here at the well, when it comes to missions, we like to use the missions scripture, Acts 1-8. But I like to paraphrase it and say here, there, and everywhere. If you love Jesus, wherever you at, that's where we need to be getting it on. Amen? See, you know we can get so comfortable and we can get so content that we may never be willing to step out of our comfort zone. And when we do that, we often miss out on something amazing that God wants to do for us and through us. I can remember when Sonny, had the opportunity and was asked to go on this trip. She came to me, but I had never flown on a plane. I hadn't been out of the country. I don't want to leave my mama. You know, all the above, which is real and true. But just think now, Sonny, if you hadn't have let go and let God, some pretty amazing things you would have missed. Amen? Yeah. See, these folks who went on the mission trip to Honduras were willing to step outside their comfort zone, and because of that, they experienced amazing things that they would have never gotten to experience if they had not been willing to do that. I want you to think back to your childhood for some of you. Some of you is probably like the day before yesterday. But uh, I had a little team come up here, youth, this morning. Raise your hand if you can tell me what you think they were doing. I just want anybody, what do you think they were doing? Following the leader, that's right. Playing a little game, if you will. So, I've got a question for all of you this morning to think about. Was Follow the Leader one of your favorite games as a child? Probably not. You may have played Follow the Leader like I did a time or two, 
But if you think about it, the only person that was really enjoying that game was the person who was leading. They knew where they were going. And most of us who are were followers, okay, gave up on follow the leader pretty quickly if we didn't get a turn at being the leader. Well, when I used to play follow the leader, the leaders were often older and wiser. They often took the followers through puddles, over hills, under things. And depending on the leader, following the leader didn't always feel safe. And depending on the leader, it may they might not have always been safe. Just like we saw demonstrated here with our volunteers this morning. Now in this light, it's interesting to remember Jesus' invitation to his disciples. Follow me. Two words. Follow me. Now let's read about this by turning into God's word. Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22. Matthew chapter 4. And we'll stand and read in honor of his word. And when you find it, I just simply want you to say amen. amen. Oh, some of y'all have been getting on with it. And if you're still ruffling through the pages and we hear them angel wings, we still want you to, when you find it, say amen. All right, here we go. This is when Jesus calls the first disciples. So be ready, Timmy. While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who he called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, not after they thought about it, not after a while, not after they prayed about it. It says, immediately they left their nets and followed him. And going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a boat with Zebedee, their father, bending their nets. And he called them immediately. They left the boat and their father and followed him. May God bless the reading and hearing of his holy word, this word and some word that's going to follow. Thank you. In both of these incidents, both sets of brothers left what they were doing immediately and without hesitation followed Jesus. Would we do the same? They left their jobs, their nets, and James and John even went off and left their daddy Zebedee 
in the boat and just took off and followed Jesus. Wow. Not sure what Zebedee thought about that, but that was brave and it was also bold. You know, in the early centuries of the church, the Christian faith was often called the way. I can remember as a young person, a few years ago, but I can remember that far back, I had a Bible and it was called the way. And Christians often carried the title followers of the way. The way was another term for Jesus himself. And still today, the terms followers of Jesus and disciples of Jesus mean roughly the same thing. Disciples, followers, Jesus leads, we follow. Jesus is master, our Lord. We learn from him. We obey him. At least that's how things are supposed to work. But when we're honest, we must admit they don't always work that way. For one thing, following Jesus does not always feel completely safe. Our fears, of course, have nothing to do with our leader. Jesus is completely trustworthy, amen? His motives are completely pure. He has our best interest at heart, always. And he wants only what's best for us. Sometimes it's hard for us to fully grasp that, though, I think. A little further over in Matthew, we're going to find an interesting story. James and John's mama is doing a little meddling and trying to go to bat for her boys. In chapter 20, she comes to Jesus and asks if her boys can sit beside him. One on his right and one on his left when he comes into his kingdom. Now, before we go criticizing, Mama here, how many of you mamas out there have ever tried to ask for a favor? A favor on behalf of one of your children. I think she was just being a good mama. But obviously, she and her boys still did not understand the kind of ruler or leader that Jesus was sent here to be. Let's read how Jesus responded to this request in Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 through 28. But Jesus called to them to and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. It shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant. 
and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. See, Jesus is saying that he is not the kind of ruler who is going to lord his power over them. He came to earth not to be served, but to serve. And that if they wanted to be truly great, they would serve others as well. Let's think about, for just a minute here, Jesus left heaven, the place of unbroken, unimaginable peace and joy, that place of infinite love where countless angels continually poured out endless praises to him and honor upon him. Jesus left his heavenly throne and laid aside his glory. Jesus left heaven and came to earth to do what? To serve, to serve. He served his family. He served his friends. He served his followers. He served his countless strangers, healing, feeding, comforting, and teaching them. Jesus even served his enemies. Ultimately, Jesus served all of us you and me, by giving his life in place of ours. He gave himself and endured pain and death so we could go go free, my friends. Verse 28 of this passage uses the word ransom. You know what a ransom is? It's the price a person pays to buy back a dearly loved person or possession, one that has been stolen and is being held by a dangerous enemy, maybe even a criminal. So Jesus paid a ransom for us. He bought us back. See, we had sold ourselves into sin. We had chosen our own path. We had left the way. We were wandering off into the forest of disobedience when we came face to face with the most treacherous enemy of all. And it's not the big bad wolf. It was Satan himself. He enslaved us in our sin and we had no way to escape. But God, our Heavenly Father, was willing to give up heaven's most precious treasure to get us back. 
to ransom us, to secure our freedom. He gave up his dearly beloved son, Jesus, for you and for me to give his life as a ransom for us. We can trust Jesus this morning. He wants only the best from us. We have all the evidence that we need. When we look at what he did for you and me on that cross. Even with all this evidence that demonstrates how much he loves us and knowing how much we can trust him, following Jesus will never feel completely safe or comfortable perhaps. That's because as we follow, our lives will come to resemble Jesus' own life more and more completely. Just as Jesus lived on earth to serve others, so will we. Just as Jesus served his family and served his friends, so will we. Just as he served his followers. So we will serve our brothers and sisters in the faith. Just as Jesus served total strangers and even his enemies, so will we. And sometimes a life of service is not comfortable. It might take you to Honduras or Thailand or to the backwoods of Kentucky like our youth group are going to do this next Sunday, a week from today. Maybe to a family that lives in a house across the street. Maybe a nursing home or helping out with vacation Bible school, or maybe just to one of our family members here at the well who needs Jesus. Following Jesus will never feel completely comfortable or safe, not here on this earth, but it can be the adventure of a lifetime an adventure filled with true joy and many surprises and lots of opportunities to make a difference. And though it may always, not always feel safe, it will always feel completely safe in life or in death if you're a Christian. You belong to God. You belong to the God of the universe. Jesus says to us the very thing he said to his followers down through the ages in the book of Revelation chapter 1. 
the end of verse 17, picking up at the beginning of 18, fear not, I am the first and the last, and the living one, I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. So when we're hesitant, my friends, to take that step or to move out of our comfort zone and serve others, we just need to put our hand in the hand of the man from Galilee and trust him because he says to us, Fear not. Fear not. What is it that you need to trust Jesus with today? If you've never trusted him with your life and ask him to be your Lord and Savior, you can do that today. It may seem scary, but there is no safer place you'll ever be than in the arms of Jesus. Let him wrap you up in his love and in his forgiveness today. For those of you who do not know Jesus, what's keeping you from stepping out and following Jesus' example of serving others? Do you need to lay down something at the feet of Jesus this morning and just let him have it? Let go and let God? Could it be unforgiveness this morning? Could it be fear, unconfessed sin? Well, eat your lunch every day. Broken relationships? Whatever it is, friends, he's big enough to take care of it. You just need to give it to him and try to hold on to Jesus and not hold on to that, whatever it is, anymore. So let go and let God. Maybe you're at a good place with God today. Here comes the but. Seems like it's always in there. But you've been a little hesitant to step out of your comfort zone. Don't wait any longer. Surrender yourself to whatever God wants you to do. And to wherever he wants you to go. And tell him, you'll be ready for the adventure you're ready to be blessed. And not only are you ready to be blessed, but you're ready to be a blessing. I've never gone anywhere or taken 
groups anywhere as we have prepared to be a blessing that we didn't get a bigger blessing, just like you heard this morning, from those we're trying to bless. If you're ready to let go this morning and let him take it from there, I suggest you do just that. The altar is open. Whatever you need to do with God today, come do it. Let's do business with God today. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Please stand as the well worship team leads us and come just as you are. You know, it's like cleaning fish. You know, you don't need a fish. You got to clean it first. Well, with, with God, you know, we talk about fishers of men today. Hey, you don't have to clean that fish. You bring it to Jesus, he'll clean that fish for you, even if it's yourself. So come just as you are. We love you. Most of all, God loves you. Come on.